0: $5 minimum balance required.
1: And now it's time for a deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo show only on the fan. You got it. Time to keep it real here on the Buck Baloo show. We're live in the battery Atlanta here on the fan, 680 and 93 seven streaming at 680, thefancom Get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. And listen, crystal clear, anywhere, anytime. That fan mobile app, awesome. 10 o'clock hour on the fan brought to you by our good friends at Dupree Plumbing. Go with the plumber I trust and score $50 off your next plumbing service. DT ready to go. DT, you're our producer and engineer today, it looks like. Got Road Dog Gillespie up in Athens covering the Kirby Smart Press Conference, which will uh, pay off here coming up. Nick and Chris will have that during their show. And since we have 42 minutes of content for you, we got to get to work. Bucks, Big Tank. Braves made a big mistake. It made no sense to change up the batting order for game one. The result? We got shut out for the first time all season at home. And look, I don't care what the advanced analytics say. It was a mistake. Braves led Major League Baseball averaging 5.8 runs per game in the regular season. And then to start the postseason, five players were slotted in different spots in the batting order. Not a big deal, you say? Well, I would disagree. It's a bad vibe. Creates a little doubt for the guys that had to move around in the batting order. Makes no sense. Riley hitting second for the first time all season. Albie's in the cleanup spot. Harris hitting sixth. Murphy hitting eighth. Tell you what, take those advanced analytics and stick it where the sun don't shine. Now, the educated guess here says Anthopoulos and his analytics staff pres- uh, pressured Snit to do this with the lineup. The result, we stunk it up offensively, got shut out, lost to the Phillies, and their third best starter. And one more thing, Strider should have stayed in the game for the eighth inning. Mentor was awful. That was another analytical mistake. Quit overthinking it and turn the talent loose before we get knocked out of the postseason by the Phillies again. And the big take brought to you by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at AceHardware.com. And there's your big take. All of our coverage here of the NLDS brought to you by Truist. Backing us up for all the 680 The Fan coverage. Which uh, there's a lot of that going on. And we appreciate Truist very much. So uh, game two tonight. 6.07 6.07 first pitch. You'll hear it all right here on 680, The Fan, the home of the Braves. So I'm a little, uh, you know, the Georgia outcome of the Georgia game made me feel a little bit better on Saturday night, but I'm still a little frustrated that we were playing chess when the game was checkers, is the way I see it. No reason to change the batting order. And uh, check this out, too. I've got some other uh, disturbing news as far as the trends go. And the best-of-five postseason series. Game one winners on the road win the series 71% of the time. DT, that concerns you?
2: Um, obviously, Buck, yeah. In short series like this, best-of-five, you... Uh... You're, you're, we got a 29 percent shot of winning. I think that, I think our chances are higher of that winning the specific series, but yes, it, you, you got to win three or four now, and uh, and that's tough. Two of those games are going to be in Philadelphia. Um, obviously, need Max to come out and bring it, and obviously need the lineup to be better than it was on Saturday. Well, we're going to go back to our original lineup. Tonight? I would think so. I was about to ask you, what do you think? Well, y- yeah, I mean, it was all about that. Dealing with the lefties late in the game. Well, no, that's still going to be the case. Exactly. So I, I'm not sure. I, I would I would imagine that we would go back, but who knows? I would think Ozzy will be a hitting second tonight, but I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that should come down a little later. Would All you right, Would move. you be surprised to see that same lineup again tonight? Uh, these days, uh, looking around, nothing surprises nothing surprises me. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, okay, but I am supporting the Braves. I got my jersey on. I've got my rally towel. So I'm ready to go, brother. If you're watching uh, at 680thefan.com, you can see that going on right now. Where's your, where's your brave support? You got to work the game? Uh, well, no, I'm wearing one under here, Buck.
2: I got the t shirt on, at least. I didn't bring my rally towel, sorry.
1: All right, so game two tonight, 6.07 start. We're down 01. And uh, just want you to remember we beat Wheeler last year in the LDS in game number two. Hey, this is game number two. There's a trend you got to like, right? (laughs) Wheeler has uh, just been awesome. And when you look at the matchup here, we're throwing Max Freed at him, and we get Zach Wheeler. And looking at the career numbers of our guys going up against Wheeler, Acuna's been good. He's 12 of 46 with four home runs and four doubles. So I'm encouraged by that. I know we're not moving Acuna out of the leadoff spot. So we got a guy that has success against Wheeler right out of the gate. Uh, Albies has not hit Wheeler, 159 and 44 at-bats. Olson has had some success against Wheeler, 5 for 20 with two bombs. That's encouraging. Austin Riley 11 for 40, that's a 275 clip with a home run. So he's had some success. And I would expect Darno to be uh, behind the plate tonight. He has had the most success of any of the Braves starters there, uh, hitting 381, 8 for 21 with a bomb uh, against Wheeler. Uh, Rosario's been terrible, 2 for 16. Ozuna, 9 for 47. 191 clip. Uh, Arcia 3 for 16. Harris, 2 for 11 against Wheeler. Who's got some filthy stuff, obviously. Max Freed, how does he shape up against this Phillies lineup? Well, he owns Swarber. Swarber, 3 for 23 with 10 Ks. Freed owns him. Uh, Trey Turner owns Freed, 14 of 35. Let me do the math. That's a 400 clip. Harper's hitting 300, 9 for 30, 10 Ks, but he has two bombs. He kills us. Real Muto's had a lot of success against Freed, 14 of 40. That's a 350 clip with three home runs. Be careful with Real Muto. Castellanos, 8 for 13 against Freed. Holy cow. He's hitting 615 off max. Might want to just drill him. And send him down to first base. Be interesting to see what, what Philly does against Freed as far as the bottom of their lineup goes. When Max pitched against them several weeks ago, Sosa, Pache, and Rojas were hitting 7, 8, and 9. So, here we go. Let's hear from Max talking about facing the Phillies tonight. Obviously, there are no secrets. We've, I think i faced this Phillies team just a out more than anyone in my career they know what i have i know what they have there's there's no secrets it's just toeing the rubber and executing and throwing the pitches that i need to and just whoever executes the best that day and i know that they're not going to give me anything they're extremely disciplined they're great hitters and they play well and they play good baseball especially when it matters most and they need to win go get a max we're counting on you brother there's not there's not a more intense competitor in that Braves clubhouse than Max Freed. So I know he'll be determined to go out there and get the job done here tonight. Let's hear from Snit talking about now facing Wheeler and Nola in games two and three. Those are tough rides, I'll tell you that. I mean, they're two of the game's best, I think. Competitors, stuff, the whole thing. It's not an easy task, but you know what? We've been through it before. So here we go. six oh seven tonight. Got to go get them Braves. Get that split as we head back up to Philadelphia to take on the Phillies. And I can't wait for the lineup to come out. I'm serious. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to be checking this thing out every single minute of this day, waiting on the lineup to come out to see what we have.
2: You're not the only one, Buck. Yeah, there's going to be more scrutiny of tonight's lineup than any lineup all year long
1: other than what happened Saturday. You know, Changing the lineup, I, I think there's only, out of the sports that went on this weekend... The only thing dumber than the Braves changing the lineup hey, let me guess. <laughs> was the Miami Hurricanes not taking the quarterback knee to complete the victory over Georgia Tech. A- we'll talk about that a little later in the show. Yeah, coming up next, man, we got some Bulldogs dominating the Cats. Uh, how did that happen? Well I tried to tell you last week uh, George was going to throw the football around we'll give you some more of that plus the jackets upset of the canes talk about dumb dumbest thing i saw all weekend we got that coming up next you got the belue show here on the fan 680 and 937 Listening to the Buck right, Blue, God, Blue Show on the fans, 680 and 93.7. Come on, Braves. Need you to step up tonight. Take care of business. Can't wait to see the lineup. And uh, i tell you what made me feel better Saturday night was uh, seeing Georgia take care of Kentucky. How about them f- dogs? I mean, what a beatdown. A beatdown, 51-13. to A lot of media members last week talking about Kentucky's the real deal. Uh, Not so much. And if you looked at the trend, Georgia's beat them 14 times in a row. You might have realized that going into the game. And if you're a Georgia Bulldog fan and have been griping and complaining like some of the boys at the coffee shop, about the dogs not getting off to a fast start, well, you're probably not complaining today. As the Bulldogs offensively got off to a really fast start, first possession, Bobo and Beck and the Bulldog offense go seven plays, seventy-five yards for a touchdown. Go up seven nothing. Beck four for four on the drive. Defense gets a stop, Bulldogs offense gets the ball back, possession number two, seven plays, 82-yard touchdown drive, go up 14-0. Beck, seven for seven on the drive. Dogs defense gets a stop, possession number three for the Bulldogs, 13 plays, 95-yard touchdown drive to go up 21-0. Now, that's a fast start, and as you heard on this show last week how they were going to do it, that's exactly how they did it. They led with the passing game. Beck, in those first three possessions, all touchdown drives, completed his first 12 passes and went 16 for 19 in those three touchdown drives. Bobo leading with the passing attack. I don't hear many people complaining about Bobo. Uh, Yesterday at church, I had one gentleman, as I was getting a cup of coffee, ask about Bobo, and I had to reel off about a five-minute dissertation on why he should be a big fan of Mike Bobo. I'm ready to give up the fight. And when you look at Georgia right now in this offense, he opened the game 19 passes and 8 runs, led with a passing attack, just like you heard on this show last week. 57% pass, 43% run. And look at this Georgia offense right now when you look at college football. Bobo's offense, number eight in total offense, over 500 yards a game. Bobo's offense, number 10 in college football and scoring 40.7 points per game. Bobo's offense, number five in college football and passing 350 yards a game. So, no wonder the Bobo critics have gone silent. By the way, Mike Bobo and Carson Beck doing a really great job of targeting Brock Bowers, the best player in college football. Bowers, another outstanding performance, seven catches, 132 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, he had had a touchdown drop. Got his knee dinged up a little bit, right back in the game-making plays. Brock Bowers, the best player in college football. Dajan Edwards looking good, too. Got 15 touches, nine carries, six catches. You added up 15 touches for over 100 yards. Good job, Edwards. Lost in the success with the Bulldog defense. They stuffed that Kentucky running game 55 yards. Ray Davis, 15 carries for 59 yards. Long run of 11 yards. They shut his butt down. Hunker down, dogs. Kentucky, two for 11 on third down. Humbled by the lack of success. A total beatdown of the Kentucky Wildcats. Starks looking good on defense. I thought Dumas Johnson had his best game. Uh, the Georgia linebacker. Lasseter making some plays, a couple of pass breakups, in on a lot of tackles. He is maybe the most underrated cornerback in college football right now. Next up, Kentucky. Uh, next up after this Kentucky game, Georgia will travel to Nashville to take on Vanderbilt. And, hey, speaking of that, the dog's going to be in uh, Nashville coming up this Saturday, and the fan wants to send you to Nashville for the big game, the big party. Join the fan promo team as they'll be on site from the Ivy and Buckhead from 7 to 9 coming up on Wednesday. We're talking 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. this Wednesday, registering people for a shot at tickets to the game in Nashville. Week-long party at the Valentine in downtown Nashville, where the fan's going to be next Friday. So I want to invite you to come on by the Ivy and Buckhead on Wednesday from 7 to 9 for your chance to catch the dogs in action up in Nashville, courtesy of the fan, 680 and 93.7. Georgia looking like the top team in college football. And that was the roundtable. <laughs> there was the round table. Is that good or bad? You want to roll it anyway? All right. Hey, want to talk about the uh, yellow jackets? Uh, my goodness, talk about a shocker. Uh, jackets go down to Miami and take out the hurricanes 2320. And a shocking finish to the ball game, Congratulations to Georgia Tech. This is exactly what they needed to keep those bowl hopes alive coming off a loss to Bowling Green. Unbelievable. Did you see the end of this? Totally unbelievable the way this went down. The head coach at Miami, Mario Cristobal, should be fired today. In fact, he should have been fired yesterday. And I know there's a lot of criticism going on to Shannon Dawson, the offensive coordinator for the Hurricanes. This is not his fault. This is the head coach's responsibility, to tell the offensive coordinator that we're going to take, the quarterback's going to take the snap, and he's going to take a knee, and we're going to walk off victorious. I believe we've got the play-by-play of the game-winning touchdown. No? I thought Lear left that for you. So what the Canes do is they, they line up in the shotgun, they hand the ball off to their running back, and he runs up in there and fumbles. Tech's down 20-17, 26 seconds left in the, uh, the ball game. Let's relive the big play. Haynes-King... Touchdown pass to Christian Leary with two seconds left in the game. With ten seconds to go from the 44, snap back to King, Plus out to his right, looking.
2: Five seconds to go, he will toss it into the end zone at the five. Leary into the end zone! Touchdown Jackets! Touchdown Jackets! One second left! Christian Leary!
1: Yeah, very exciting for Georgia Tech. And as you look at the remaining schedule now, they've got a real shot of going 6-6. Six and six. Now, are you wondering about Mario Cristobal and his decision? Because they did obviously ask him that after the ball game. And uh, here's what Cristobal had to say. You know, when the drive started, it was going to be at 157, you know, and um, we could burn about 127 off, and then it was recalibrated um I should have taken the timeout right there at the end thought he could get the first down and you know we talked about two hands on the ball but that's not good enough to told him to take any in that's it fumbled wall 25 they went 75 yards in two plays so no excuse yeah you should be fired today as the head coach now there was i was talking to joe ham before he left the building coming off the locker room show And Joe Hamm was thinking that the Miami running back was sitting on 99 yards on the game and was thinking perhaps Miami wanted to hand him the football to pick up a couple of more yards so he could have a 100-yard game rushing. And if that's the case, Cristobal should be fired twice. And the offensive coordinator should be shown the door. I mean, this is unforgivable. There are youth league coaches that can operate a football game, run a football game better than Cristobal does. And because of the contract that Miami gave Cristobal, guess what? He's not going anywhere. This is dumber than the Braves changing up the lineup in game one of the NLDS. Absolutely horrible. Brent Key was on the locker room show just moments ago, and, he was talking about the great effort he got out of his team down in Miami.
2: Look, the way they played, you know, they, had, they had no reason other than their sh- sheer belief of playing in 60 minutes to go out and play that last defensive snap the way they did and to play the offensive snaps the way they did. So I was proud of them for that.
1: Nice having Coach Key on. Yeah, they got a real shot of going 6-6 six and six now. Yes, sirree. I have got a, a brand-new college football top five. And we are ready to hit that right now. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. It's time for Buck Baloo's Top Five, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at AceHardware.com. All right, receiving consideration this week, uh, Ohio State. They struggled against Maryland. Well, they were down 10-0 to get the game started. So they drop out of the top five, the Buckeyes do. Uh, Texas Longhorns, talk about a wild and crazy football game. That was the best football game I've seen in years. Texas losing to Oklahoma, they fall out of the top five. Uh, USC, they're allowing like, uh, you know, 27 points a game defensively. Arizona gave them all they could handle. Still considering them, they didn't make the cut, neither did the uh, UW. So here we go. College football top five this week. Staying at number one, the Florida State Seminoles. They've won 11 games in a row, and they took down Virginia Tech in blowout fashion. Knowles have scored 30-plus in all five games. they got that run game going. I've got the Seminoles continue to be the number one team in college football. Moving up from three to two this week, the Georgia Bulldogs, total beat down of Kentucky. They've won 23 games in a row. Georgia checking in at number two this week. Falling from two to three for no particular reason other than they've not been tested yet. Playing a lot of, a lot of lousy competition. They beat up on Minnesota. I've got Michigan three. Moving into the top five. The Oklahoma Sooners took down Texas with an aggressive game plan. They go from losing 59 to nothing last year to taking down a better Texas team this year. Brent Venables, job well done. Sooners, totally well coached, getting the job done. Oklahoma checking in at four. And number five, out of the Big Ten, you got Penn State. So I've got Florida State one, Georgia two, Michigan three. Oklahoma 4 and Penn State 5 Bucks Top 5 on 680 The Fan Atlanta's Sports Station yes sir. and we uh, did the Bulldog Roundtable at 1020 I couldn't wait to 35 to talk about dominating the Cats and how good Carson Beck and Mike Bobo what a great job they did And our uh, sponsors of the Bulldog Roundtable daily here on The Fan and The Blue Show, Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and my buddy Ken Nugent backing us up for the roundtable five days a week here on The Blue Show. Yes, sirree. So there you go. Any problems with my top five, DT? Uh, No, not right offhand. I
2: do... I I wonder about Florida State. I know it was an emotional game up there, B.C., but that's their only only nick on the resume. And, uh, you know, it was a road conference win, so it's hard to say much about that. I love that you don't have Georgia number one, the former Georgia. Oh, you love that? No, it's just funny. I mean, they are number one in the AP poll, if you don't don't know. But, uh, yeah, Buck, you're making them prove it. Yeah. but no, I have no uh, no major qualms. Yeah, how about Oklahoma? We talked about it, Buck finally playing defense. Unbelievable! It's they they what I would have. I mean and, that game had and, you and that was such a
1: fun game to I'll watch. you yeah. Watch the game; you're on the edge of your seat from the first play to the last. Play. It
2: was that was one of the most intense regular season games I've ever seen, especially yeah with all the trickeration and crazy plays in the first five ten minutes. Totally. That was so much fun, and totally. then and and it didn't let, let up to, for most of the game. Yeah.
1: Hey, by the way, heads up, tomorrow on the Buck Belushi show, we're going to have Georgia quarterback Carson Beck. Totally looking forward to that, too. Beck now, with the big game against Kentucky, he's gotten better every single week. And when you look at the total QBR, which is the advanced analytics, Carson Beck checking in uh, this week, number 12 overall in college football. There are only 11 quarterbacks in the game playing better than Carson Beck. Beck just doing amazing stuff. And, uh, you know, i got to uh, mention Jalen Milrow, too, who showed me something over the weekend at College Station. Milrow's now number 17 in total QBR. Had him a big day against Texas A&M. Trying to mix in Alabama real quick.
2: Yeah, might have have panicked a little bit on Alabama. They've righted the ship just a little bit. Yeah, they sure have.
1: Hey, Friday night football heating up on the fan, an extra 106.3. And coming up this Friday, we've got Carver traveling to Sandy Creek for our Friday night football game of the week. Make sure if you're out and about seeing high school football after the ball game, when you get back in the car, make sure you're on the fan as we give you the Georgia High School Scoreboard Show, getting scores and updates from around the state of Georgia. Friday Night Football Game of the Week and the Georgia High School Scoreboard Show are presented by Johnny's New York Style Pizza, WNB Factory, Piedmont Urgent Care, and Fox 5 Atlanta. I want to compliment Desmond Ritter as we come back. I know it's shocking. We'll compliment him, but there's some other areas of the Falcons team that need to be complimented and I'll tell you what those are coming up next. Got the Blue Show here on the fan 680 and
3: 93.7 Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy. Celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at
0: naturalbody.com This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination
1: show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7 at Buck Blue Social media on X, formerly known as Twitter. And I want to thank Joey Waddell for checking in. He is just totally uh, frustrated with me having Florida State number one. So thank you for your 42 minutes of what you call content. Enjoy living off the boob of a program that you happen to be a part of this is the worst show on 680 the fan uh thanks joey we appreciate you checking in buddy let's talk falcons football they got an ugly win yesterday at home to go three and two and get used to winning ugly because this is our style offensively and it's just the reality of things that's just the way that art running his style of offense i don't think it's ever going to be pretty A lot of these victories will be ugly. It's our style. We're trying to brutalize people. It's what we're trying to do. Uh, Really nice that we're able to take care of business in the fourth quarter. Boy, things were looking not so good heading into the fourth. And then we're able to get the job done. Uh, Desmond Ritter, uh, best performance as a quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. Best performance yet. First 300-yard passing game if those statistics are... Something you really hang your hat on, uh, had a couple of touchdowns, ran for one, passed for one. I'll tell you what I liked more than those things about Ritter. The hard counts, drawing the Texans offsides. Did it multiple times. Great job, Desmond, with the hard count. You had those suckers jumping offsides uh, uh, almost every series, it seemed like. And can that be effective, by even when you're not drawing them off sides,
2: if, if they get used to that? Well, it's they were playing so de- aggressively. That's exactly. So it's difficult for a defensive lineman to, quote, cliche, pin their ears back and just be raring to go you're a little bit more on your
1: heels when you're mixing Boy, yeah. up the, sc- the snap count like that. That Will Anderson Jr. coming off the edge, you could just see from <laughs> the first play snap that one, man they were jumping on that. They were first off the ball. They were uh, hitting that line of scrimmage quickly. They were ultra-aggressive. And Desmond Ritter doing a nice job of incorporating the hard count. Job well done, man. Let's hear from uh, Arthur Smith talking about the mindset of Ritter coming into the game.
2: It's a tough job to be a quarterback in this league. That's what they sign up for. That's why you know, a lot of those guys are well compensated. Takes a special mindset. He's got the right mindset, but we know there's a lot of work to do. I mean, if we all of a sudden think we've got all the answers today and we don't you know, continue to, to improve and grow well, you'll get humble pretty quick. So we're not going to take any victory laps. but are very pleased. And it was, it was great to see his response this week.
1: Yeah, and of course, it seems like everybody's talking about Ritter. And for good reason, he, he had his best performance wearing that Falcons uniform. But I, I want to recognize a couple of other areas that need to be recognized for that victory yesterday. And I want to start with young Koo with the game-winning field goal. Mm. Talk about clutch. Talk about amazing what Koo has done over the last three-plus seasons. What he's done is he's kicked 105 field goals and 115 attempts. Let me do the math. 91% success rate. The best in the NFL during that time frame. There's not been a better place kicker a more reliable kicker than Koo over the last three and a half seasons than Youngway Koo. Amazing is what he's been. The best in the business is what he's been. So I don't hear enough about that. And then I, I didn't hear enough about the defense. So far, too, coming off the victory yesterday, holding the Texans in the red zone, To it seemed like all field goals. They had to settle for four field goals. And you know what? That was the difference in winning and losing. Stuffing them in the red zone, forcing field goals, and it gave you an opportunity to stay in the game and win the game in the fourth quarter. Coach Nielsen, awesome job, buddy, running that Falcons defense. Talk about aggressive, they're playing aggressively. And just doing an outstanding job. So, the uh, Ritter, hey, thumbs up. Keep it up. A lot of short stuff, but uh, keep it up. Yeah, defense, keep doing what you're doing. And we are so fortunate to have Young-Waiku as our place kicker. Best in the NFL. I mean, we have not sat around here the last uh, three, four years and talked about the Falcons being the best in anything in the National Football League, but we've got the best kicker out there. There's no doubt about it. Hey, want to invite you to uh, get that green card, man. You just go to 680thefan.com and click. It'll be the first thing you see when you pull up 680thefan, green card 2.0, and get the best deal out there, just $199, six Atlanta-area courses. They're going to be gone here in no time, so jump on in there and take care of that. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. All right, I want to give a shout out to Braves pitcher Kyle Wright. Who's got to be down and out today. Brutal. The news that he got over the weekend. Facing shoulder surgery. And will miss the entire 2024 season. Brutal news. This is going to, the shoulder injury coming off a 21-win season will cost Kyle Wright two years in the prime of his career. It's also going to cost him millions of dollars. I feel bad for Kyle Wright. Trying to prop you up, man. And looking ahead to next year, I'm guessing you got Morton considering seriously retiring at the end of the season. You got right out for the entire season next year. So we're going to have Strider. We'll have Freed, which appears to be the final year in a Braves uniform next year. And Bryce Elder. I did hear a a rumor out there that uh, Aaron Nola has got a great relationship with the Braves pitching coach. He used to be the Phillies pitching coach. Nola's contract situation is up. Keep an eye on that situation. See Nola pitch in game three, and next year you might see him in a Braves uniform. It's going to do it for the Buck Show. Hope you'll join me tomorrow. Go Braves. Let's take care of business. Uh, When's that lineup coming out? Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck.
0: Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility.
3: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
1: Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundation sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off.